I'm Matthew, and this is another WriterCast 5. Today I will be reviewing episodes 1 and 2 of Common Rider Blade. I'd like to start off with the meta information. Blade aired 49 episodes from January 25th, 2004 to January 23rd, 2005. I couldn't really find who is named as the head writer on the show in the Common uh, Rider wiki, uh, but... Uh, Shoji Imai wrote 20 episodes of Blade. Inoue was in there too. Uh, I had heard that Arakawa was in there, but unless Arakawa used to go by Shoji Imai, I don't know what happened there. Um, so I'm not sure. Anyway, the first two episodes are The Indigo Warrior and The Mysterious Writer, parentheses Blade. Uh, and Shoji Imai is the writer for those. And the director for the first two episodes is Hidenori Ishida. The OP is Round Zero, Blade Brave. Or is it supposed to be Brave Blade? I don't remember now. Anyway, the singer is Nanase Aikawa. The lyrics are by Shoku Fujibayashi, who has done all the other OP lyrics, and I think most of the EDs as well. Uh, and the composer was uh, Katsuya Yoshida, which I think is the same as previous, just like the uh, lyricist. And wrapping up the meta information, the suit actors are the following for Blade, Garen, and Chellis. We have Seiji Takawa for Blade, uh, Yoshifumi Oshikawa for Garen, and Chellis is portrayed by Makoto Ito. And I believe Makoto Ito was Ren, and also whoever, wait, Fies was the last, uh, well, yeah, and it was the Horse Orphanock, and uh, whoever the, uh, oh, I'm not supposed to say that, spoilers for Kamen Rider Fies, so I'll stop there. The premise of Kamen Rider Blade is unclear to me uh, from the first two episodes. The basics are that Bored has developed writer systems and hired people to become common writers to defeat the undead and further their research into the roots of human evolution. Beyond that, I really couldn't say what it's about. Uh, there seem to be hints of themes of uh, sadness, depression, isolation, uh, feeling like you don't belong, maybe something about found family... But um, that was all just kind of gleaning from the little clues that were dropped all over the place. And um, yeah, and I, I kind of have a hard time in writer stuff uh, separating premise from plot um, because they're usually pretty tightly linked, but uh, they don't have to be uh, like in this. I don't think they necessarily are. So I would say the cast of Common Rider Blade would be considered wide and varied. I'm going to start off with uh, Chief Karasuma. Uh, he keeps things from his subordinates and gets abducted by Tachibana. Uh, Tachibana becomes Garen, uh, Kamen Rider Garen, that is. And let's see. Um, so, Garen, he betrayed Bored. He has a cough. He likes to watch Kanzaki take a lickin'. Uh, he warns Kanzaki to beware his naivete, leading him to getting taken advantage of. And I'm pretty sure he was talking about Karasuma, and I'm pretty sure that's why he abducted Karasuma, and I'm pretty sure that's why he had um, undead attack board, but again, I'm not sure. The show just gives you glimpses of stuff in the beginning. Hirose, she is a like board dispatch officer, as near as I can tell. Uh, she steals board gear to independently search for Chief Karasuma after board suddenly regroups and continues its work without her in Kanzaki. Again, uh, I think that they've continued without Kanzaki and her 
um, and she ends up living on the farm that belongs to Kotaro and Haruka, their family, uh, that they got from their uncle. So, kind of interesting. Anyway, she has a really neat character bit that I'll talk about later on uh, from episode two. Next, I want to talk about Kenzaki. Uh, he is Kamen Rider Blade. Uh, he watches parents die in a fire. He feels a bit useless and like he isn't good enough. Uh, he's left apathetic after Tachibana's betrayal until Hirose reminds him what it means to be a writer. Kotaro is a milk-slinging writer researching board and their common writers after having heard urban legends about writers. Haruka is Kotaro's sister. She is a widow. She invites Hajime to live with uh, her and her daughter uh, six months after her husband's death because he needed help. Uh, she runs a cafe on the family farm where she and Amane live with Kotaro. I think Kotaro lives in a separate building or house on the land. I'm assuming it's acres and acres, so that's easy enough to do. Uh, Amane, I'm guessing she's close to 10 years old. She is uh, spunky and seems to be really close with her mom. She loves Hajime and embraces him as part of the family. She and her mom tease her uncle, Kotaro. She's also involved in moving the plot forward in episode 2 uh, by being under attack from the uh, vine uh, undead over at the observatory. Hajime is chalice, or Kamen Rider chalice. Uh, he says, everyone is my enemy. Uh, he speaks undead. Um, Hajime might just be an undead writer. Uh, he's very reserved and seems to be able to sense the undead all on his own. Much like when I talked about Ryuki previously, uh, there's an older character who it plays a bit part, uh, and it's the Kenzaki's landlord who ends up running out of his room after he's gone for two months. I guess he didn't pay for two months while he was being... Uh, having room and board at the board campus or whatever uh, and then she rents his room out from under him and kicks him out and uh, there's this really great moment where she's riding away on her motorcycle which is a really nice looking bike um, and she's such a slight woman it seems like a big bike for her but she rides it like a champ anyway uh, as she's going away he calls her like an old hag or something and she turns and looks at him through her sunglasses and uh, you know throws some shade at him and is like what are you sir kind of smiling through her teeth and he's like nothing nothing it's okay bye um, and then that's when um, Kotaro picks him up and is like, hey, come with me, live at my farm. Um, but besides talking about her, I, I realized that I kind of gave a little bio or introduction to each of the characters, but I didn't really talk about their interactions between each other, so I'm going to go ahead and do that now. So I alluded to a theme of uh, found family being present in the show, and I really do think it's going to come up because everybody ends up coming. I don't can't remember the Kotaro and Haruka, like what their family name is. Um, so anyway, they all end up at the farm, basically, like everybody becomes connected there. Um, Haruko and Amane, they're, you know, closer to the brother because her husband is dead. Um, I would assume that's why they're closer. Hajime is there kind of filling a father role and, uh, Amane like feels that, um, Ko um, Kenzaki kind of gets a weird vibe off of Hajime. And, um, I don't know that Hajime knows that, Ko that, um, he, that Kenzaki is, you know, the blade writer, but they end up fighting at the end of episode two. like, so that's interesting. It adds some interesting tension. Um, when, Chalice had rescued um, uh, Amine, um, Kotaro, and uh, Kanzaki show up, and Hajime's there, uh, you know, untransformed, and there's like a weird tension between them, so that's interesting. And like Hirose is also living on the farm. She's no longer with Board. Uh, she cares a great deal about uh, Chief what, Karasuma, is his name? Yeah, Karasuma. But, you know, Karasuma allegedly maybe took advantage of. Um, Tachibana somehow manipulated him, hurt him, did something to wrong him to such a degree that um, Tachibana ends up turning on board. Um, 
and attacking him. There's a video of him attacking him, and then we see that he's, like, abducted and in either stasis or, like, near death at the end of episode two. There's this hologram version or vision of him that we get to see. Um, now, Kenzaki's kind of interesting. He's kind of an easygoing guy, except he's a little stressed about how he perceives himself as being useless. Um, but it's cool because, like, Kotaro comforts him about that, uh, and he does it in a very soft way. And then Hirose is, um, like, harsher with him and kind of wakes him up and challenge him, challenges him to be, you know, the man he needs to be. And uh, please do not be reductive and attack me about how I use man there, but, like, being the man, the person he needs to be. And, um, yeah. That, that's a good thing. Uh, Haruka, like, she has a lighter role. Um, I get it. It's really cool, the relationship that she has with Hajime and that she and Amane have with Kotaro, where they're willing to tease him and give him a hard time about stuff. But, like, it's cool to see that, like, sibling relationship carrying through, um, you know, into their adulthood and stuff. And, uh, I don't know, it's just, it feels really sweet and tender, and, like, there's a real core of, like, love and family um, there, and these people have been so hurt, um... You know, Kanzaki's lost his family. Hajime has mostly lost his memories, but he's being embraced by these people. And Hirose, I'm sure, will have some kinship with them, you know, being at the house because she's, like, working at the base, uh, you know, out of the room there uh, as, like, her base uh, that she has set up away from board. So it'd be interesting to see how that develops later on in the series. I'm sure it would, or sure it will. Sure it does. Sure it did because the series has been over for, you know, over 10 years now. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but I really like the mix of characters. Um, Karasuma sure seems like a like a bad dude. Uh, I wonder if Tachibana di wasn't like didn't have a legitimate gripe against him, and it's not just some awful betrayal because he's evil. Or Tachibana, I meant Tachibana. Um, but uh, yeah, be interesting to develop. Um, and I thought the cast was going to be too big, but it really felt natural to. Um, to watch over the course of the two episodes and get a grasp of who everybody is, especially because most of them are being pulled into the one location of the farm. And it's a really unique setting to put them on. I really like that. It's a cool, cool thing. Okay, so now it is time to talk about design. Yes. Uh, so this is what I have to say about the design. Cards, cards, cards. Uh, the writers and undead share design elements in part uh, the same way Shockers, Cyborgs, and the Double Riders did. While the undead uh, come off as organic and more monstrous, the rider suits look designed, manufactured, and heroic. Uh, both undead and riders have belt buckles that move and are emblazoned with a card suit. The rider's buckles flip over, while the uh, undead, whose buckles look like two snakes eating each other, uh, open to reveal their suit and rank, like the card suit that they're part of like you know heart spade diamond and uh clove club club is the other one anyway uh the undead also have a capitalized u and d on the the side of their buckle uh which is made more clear when it opens up because then you can really see that the the d is a separate letter from the u which doesn't sound like a big deal but whatever and i think officially they um unlike merchandise and stuff they, uh, their name is stylized with a capital U and a capital D, and that's what I have in my, um, in my, uh, in my notes here. And if you're looking at the, uh, the visuals, the video version of the podcast, uh, you can see, uh, all these details being focused on right now. Um, so yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, so let me see, uh, Blade has spade icons, Garen has diamonds, Chalice has hearts. Corresponding to the card suit imagery they have, each defeats an undead over the course of the first two episodes, uh, who share their suit. Uh, so Garen defeats uh, and seals a bat undead with a diamond belt. I mean, it's got diamond symbols on it. Um, 
Blade defeats and seals a grasshopper into a kick card, uh, which is in the spade suit. And uh, the Vine Undead um, Chalice Seals is of the heart suit. So, I have just a little bit more to say about the, uh, the like, specifics of the design that I have written down. And then I have some thoughts I, I want to share. Uh, so, separating the rider design from the undead, uh, the rider's belts are held on by straps made of cards. Uh, the card motif uh, repeats all over the suits in sets of cards that connect together to form sections of the armor that connect the bulkier pieces or offer light protection on their own. Like, almost like there's a little bit of forearm armor or leg armor, which is... Uh, a bunch of cards that are like made out of metal all knitted together to form something uh, Something really cool is that when Garen seals the thing he Seals the bat it turns into a scope and for some reason the bat had an S on its belt I don't know if that's because it was indicated or indicative or that was like a, a clue that it would turn into the scope or what but um, Yeah, it turns into a scope and he's got a gun so I'm assuming he'll be able to swipe that through his gun um and, which has all these cards stored in it, which is really cool, uh, and then use that to make his shots better so he could shoot from afar or shoot more accurately or whatever. Um, and I think it's a really cool thing that uh, Blade gets that kick card from uh, defeating the Grasshopper. That's really cute because, you know, common Rider and all that. I'm just going to give myself about another minute to uh, kind of ramble about the designs before I start talking about some more character-y stuff. So I like, I, I love the, one of the things that attracts me to Kamen Rider is that the heroes and the villains have similar power sets or that their powers come from like a common root because I love the idea that uh, everything uh, can be good, used for good or evil. Um, partly for religious reasons and partly I think just psychologically that strikes me as really neat. Um, I like dark characters i like redemption and the idea that you can redeem anything is awesome by the way there's a i study judaism so um there's a concept that a, a golem that everything is a golem a golem if you've ever heard there's this uh, warsaw ghetto legend that there was a golem created by the jews who were there under siege by uh you know the nazis which you know everybody hates nazis so listen up okay um sorry uh anyway in the warsaw ghetto there was a golem created and this golem uh, helped to fight off the, uh, maybe it was not Nazis, maybe it was during earlier occupation uh, when there were pogroms and the, the goblin, or the goblin, the golem was used for that, but then the golem went out of control and ended up hurting innocent people until the rabbi or whoever who had made it um, erased uh, the sacred name from its, its forehead or removed the skull from its mouth, whichever one of the, I can't remember how, quite how the legend goes, and he neutralized the golem and stopped it from being this terrible destructive force that was hurting people. But there, that's the thing. Uh, any power can be used for good or evil, depending on the intentions of the ones who are using it. And I love that message that's baked into Common Rider. Um, and I, I just do. I just do. That's, re that's really part of it. And uh, I don't know why that gets me so much, but it really does. So anyway, I, I should transition out of talking about that and talk about like a really great moment in the show. Uh, and I will do that in just a moment. So I didn't realize this could happen this early on, but Blade has my favorite scene in episode two. Uh, yeah, it has a great scene. So uh, there's... Hirose has this uh, setup in her room where she can sense the presence of undead. And she tells Kanzaki about it, and he doesn't want to go. And she basically tells him, if you're watching the video version, you're getting screen grabs of this. She basically tells him, do your job. Your job as a common writer is to protect anybody and everybody who's in danger get out there it doesn't matter 
what you're going through, you need to get out there and do what you need to do. And I just thought it was awesome because there have been some common writers in the late 2000s or the 2010s, maybe, whatever. I don't know how years work that didn't do that kind of thing. And it made me sad and made me feel like they weren't really common writers. Um, so, yeah, favorite scene there. And now I want to talk about Blade overall in general. I've kind of given my general thoughts, but I want to throw a little more out there and then I'm going to wrap it up. So Common Rider Blade has a really likable cast. Uh, it has a interesting setup and in an intriguing mystery that's going to want me or that's going to keep me wanting to come back for more. I really love the designs. Uh, <laughs> I'm really into cards for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, it's a silly thing, but I think there's like deep symbology in them, perhaps, and uh, that really speaks to me. Um, I also love fairy tales, so uh, I don't know. Anything ancient and, and old really, uh, not entrances me, but it really charms me and makes me want to know more. And I, I don't know, I just really dig it. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, those are facts. Those are, my, or those are my feelings about the show so far. Uh, I, I really do like uh, what I've seen from the cast up to this point. It was a little disorienting at first because it felt like too much was happening too soon or perhaps there wasn't enough setup. But it's an interesting idea to have a writer where... So in Ryuki, you got this, where there had been all this writer stuff going on before and then Shinji gets pulled into it. But then here, you have Kenzaki, who has been a writer for some time and uh, you know was the junior writer of two writers. So, you know, Garen Tachibana has been doing this for longer and there's all this history and I feel like that's all something to explore uh, and that could possibly be explored. Uh, sorry, it's raining really hard and uh, it's just kind of uh, it's rare for my area, but it's happening anyway. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I really am intrigued. I wanna see more. I like the family setup, the you know found family kind of setup going on. And uh, like, I wanna know why Tachibana betrayed. So these are compelling questions. I wanna know, uh, you know what happened to Kenzaki's family? How did he find them? What's going on with Hajime? Cause he's like in complete blank and we know pretty much nothing about him. Uh, so yeah, it's a very intriguing show. Uh, the undead have a great designs. I, I want to see the writers continue to fight them, and I love that they convert them into their weapons or, or you know, upgrades. That's a really neat concept. Another thing, if Hajime is in fact an undead writer somehow, uh, you know, I want to know what his monster form looks like. Uh, if he was communicating with, I mean, he seemed to have been communicating with that plant or vine undead. So like, do they have a culture? Do they have something that they want? Uh, these are all great questions and a great setup to keep me intrigued and coming back. Um, I mean, you've got like a heartwarming family setup. You've got interesting mysteries and to explore and questions I want answered. You got great designs, great monsters, cool action. Uh, so yeah, Blade is definitely like, it's promising to me, even though the start of it is a little bit weird. Okay, last thing I want to say before I get out of here is please check out the other stuff I have going on the Recipher YouTube channel uh, where you're possibly watching this. Uh, I'm getting some good downloads on, uh, I'm seeing from archive.org where I upload my, or host my files that people are checking out the audio version as well. Uh, if you're only seeing the audio version, the video version has cool, I mean, I'm pulling visuals straight from the show and using those uh, to enrich it, of course. Um, and, you know, you get to see some of the stuff I'm looking at. Uh, I think I'm, I'm trying to get better each and every single time I do an episode of another writer cast. And in, in addition to another writer cast, I'm doing comic book reviews. I'm working on Star Wars comic books right now, uh, specifically the Age of Republic series. And I'm also working on a Mobile Fighter Gigundam podcast. And 
uh, I feel like doing all these different things is really helping me to become a better become better at producing these things. Um, I think I'm getting quicker at turning them around. I think my quality is increasing and I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm finding my voice, so to speak. And I think I'm getting a little sharper at analysis too. So anyway, if you're enjoying this, uh, you know, please go ahead and check out my other stuff. You can find all the links to it here. Um, you know, especially on the card that's going to come at the end. And, uh, yeah, I'd really appreciate more comments and, uh, subscriptions. And if you could share around the stuff I'm doing, cause I think I have a unique take on all these different things that I'm discussing, uh, because of who I am, because of the ambitions I have to be a writer and whatnot. And, uh, yeah. So if you could, uh, take the time to, uh, help, you know, spread the gospel of Matthew, uh, here, that would be great. I cannot believe I just said that and I feel a little embarrassed, but I'm going to keep it because, uh, I'd also like to be kind of raw and transparent and open about who I am and, uh, like not have to uh, edit myself too much because, you know, this stuff is fun, uh, at least for me anyway. Thank you for your time and attention. I'd love to do more of this. Like, share, and subscribe to cheer me on, or give me feedback to make me stronger and smarter. Visit luminousbeings.blog for more. I link everything I do there, so if you want to comment, that's the place where I'll definitely see it.